0: Hello and welcome to The Coworking Club, a podcast for female business owners who want to work for themselves, not by themselves. I'm your host Jessica Berry and each week I'll be chatting to a new guest all about the realities of running your own business, sharing tips and tricks for dealing with the loneliness and isolation that comes with working from home, as well as discussing the benefits of building community through co-working. So what are you waiting for? come and join the club. Hello, welcome back to the podcast and to the final episode of this weekly series to mark mental health awareness week. I really hope that you have found the daily episodes useful and they have helped you to prioritize your own well-being. Definitely let me know which episode has been your favorite so far. Today we are wrapping things up by talking all about self-compassion and just being a little bit kinder to yourself which I think is something we could all benefit from doing so yeah I hope this serves as a little bit of a reminder. So let's just dive straight on into today's conversation. Hello and welcome back to the fifth and final podcast of this weekly special to mark mental health awareness week. Hello Amy, thank you for joining us.
1: Hello, thank you for having me. I feel a little bit sad if I'm honest.
0: I know, the week has come to an end. I'm not gonna have a mm-hmm. podcast co-host anymore. <laughs>
1: I like that, I like that title.
0: <laughs> so for today's final episode we're doing a little bit of a wrap up bringing together everything that we've spoken about this week and chatting all about how to show yourself more compassion which I'm sure is something many of us can relate to and need to do a little bit more of so I'm gonna hand over to Amy first of all to kick off with some of the reasons why we struggle to be kind to ourselves.
1: Yeah okay so for me this is just an area that I'm personally been really interested in at the minute and I think as you said Jess it's a really good summary of a lot of the things that we've been talking about. I think at the root of a lot of this is how we treat ourselves and how we are to ourselves and that kind of compassion that we show to ourselves and and particularly in how yeah how physically we treat ourselves but also kind of how we talk to ourselves as well a little bit. So I guess there's loads of reasons why personally we might struggle with it but I think you know particularly some of the key ones for me that stand out are that kind of perfectionism that we have we're kind of very critical to ourselves because we are that perfectionist at heart for a lot of us because of that kind of inner critic that we've got for some of us who might be kind of those people pleasers really hard to kind of be kind to ourselves and we're constantly trying to please everybody else but ourselves people might relate but when we we talked a little bit about this you know this week but when we set those kind of unrealistic kind of high expectations for ourselves that we can't quite match up to and kind of stops us being kind to ourselves some of those may be kind of like you know a bit deeper but some of those kind of limiting beliefs that we've got of ourselves that maybe actually you know we're not good enough to look after ourselves and we're not worthy of kind of giving ourselves a bit of space and I think the other big one and, and kind of I think what we'll talk through as we go through is that we assume that when we're a bit more critical and a bit harsher to ourselves that it will in some way motivate us more and actually kind of all we'll talk around is how mm-hmm. that's really not that true but yeah, I think just kind of back into what we said earlier in, in the week about how we really struggle to be kind to ourselves because we are kind of consistently comparing ourselves to what we want our lives to look like or even to kind of to other people as well. And as we talked about very at the very start, how often looking after ourselves goes to the, the very, very bottom of the list for so many of us.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, I definitely found myself ticking all of those boxes there, like <laughs> perfectionist, people pleaser, high expectations. Yep, yep, yep.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah. And I guess just that idea of self-compassion really, just to lay it out a little bit, is that it's that idea of being much kind of kinder, warmer, and understanding to ourselves when we feel like we are struggling or when we feel like things aren't really going well. But also, aside from that, in the day-to-day, like how we show ourselves that kindness. And I guess the opposite to that would be that kind of real self-critical attitude that we might have, or just that lack of self-care sometimes I think that we see, particularly maybe if you're working for yourself, that that self-care again goes out the window a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think maybe as business owners, especially in the beginning, you can maybe feel like you need to be critical of yourself or give yourself some of that tough love because you know you have the pressures of making sure the business succeeds and you know bringing in enough money so that you can live and there's a lot of pressures there that maybe you could justify being you know a little bit tough with yourself and thinking that you don't deserve that self compassion I suppose.
1: Yeah 100% and I think the way I sometimes like to even flip that and like even reframe that is is how would you be to someone if you were someone's, like, boss or employer? And you would probably, most likely, be a thousand times kinder to them than you ever are to yourself or the pressure that you put on yourself. And I think that is exactly what it ties into, that we think that if we're more self-critical and we're more, like, we're harsher on ourselves and a real kind of, like, hard taskmaster that that will motivate us to work harder and to work better and that is our natural default again it's kind of we we fall to that we fall to being self-critical because we think it will will help us but I think that all of the the kind of research I've been having a look at recently is about how actually we do have this like caring response in us and often we're really good at giving that out to other people you know we're really good at being caring to someone else when they're struggling or you know, maybe when they're feeling overwhelmed or a little bit stressed, we don't often turn that response in on ourselves. We don't often give ourselves that same care that we would kind of for anyone else. And like you said, Jessica, we think that will motivate us more. And we think that we'll reach our goals more if we are critical to ourselves. But I think this is where it's interesting that kind of this idea of self-compassion isn't fluffy. And it's not about just kind of being a little bit nicer to ourselves. It definitely doesn't mean that we kind of don't want to change things or our behaviours or any kind of unhelpful habits or make improvements, but actually all the kind of research goes to show that we're actually more likely to change positively when we come from kind of a place of self-compassion and then when we come from a place of being really self-critical. I don't know if you can kind of relate to this just in any way but actually we tend to not learn very well when we're being very critical of ourselves and it more often means that we'll tend to kind of give up on things or we'll procrastinate because we're almost kind of scared of our own response or how we'll feel when we maybe don't do what we kind of expected so yeah I don't know if that's that you can see that in yourself of of kind of procrastinating and things like that and almost that self-sabotage when you do feel overly critical of yourself
0: yeah, so I think particularly over the past few months, I've definitely been struggling a little bit with self-doubt and, you know, being quite hard on myself. And that pattern definitely perpetuates things in terms of, you know, maybe thinking up new ideas or new products or services that I could offer and then, you know, talking myself around in some ways, thinking like, you know you know, being too critical of myself and thinking that's not gonna work even before I've, you know, started to get an idea off the ground. So they've kind of been shelved. Yeah, before I've managed to make any progress on them. And I think getting into that cycle um is really tough to get out of when you kind of feel in that self in that self doubt and, and quite critical place. And it definitely doesn't help with sparking creativity or feeling inspired. So yeah, I've definitely found the past couple of months tricky in that sense.
1: Yeah and I think that almost ties in with a little bit what we were kind of saying yesterday as well around actually we're more likely to learn and change and grow when we come from like a place of feeling kind of like quite safe and secure and sometimes we can get that from community from other people but I think the interesting thing we're in self-compassion is that we can almost create that for ourselves that kind of compassionate place of of wanting to change and wanting to grow because we kind of have our best interests at heart rather than because if we don't do that, then I'm going to feel rubbish about it. Mm -hmm. And it kind of motivates us in that kind of different way. And a lot of that is about just I think about acknowledging like where we're at right now. And looking at that in a bit of more mindful way of actually not beating ourselves up for where we're at at the minute or like the stage that we're at, but being a little bit kinder to ourselves in how we kind of look at that. And even acknowledging like, Mistakes and and where things have maybe not gone as well, and I don't know if you've kind of found that just how you've managed to like reflect on when things haven't gone as well. If you've got anything that you do that kind of helps when maybe things haven't gone the way you you planned or things haven't gone yeah perfectly at times.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Reflection has definitely become a more integral part of my routine now. So I try to set aside time for monthly reflection and weekly reflection even. And Mm -hmm. in the past, maybe I would have stuck to just focusing on what, what has gone well and you know celebrating the wins and focusing on the positives but I think that's very one-sided so I've started to you know think more about the challenges that I face you know the struggles on a week by week basis and then you know thinking about the lessons that I've learned from that because Mm -hmm. especially as I just spoke about with that kind of self-doubt spiral you know unless I actually stopped to think okay what's causing this criticism and self-doubt to come up I would have continued down that road and down that kind of self-doubt spiral up until this point and and beyond so I think actually taking a step back and thinking okay what's potentially Mm. caused this you know how can I improve it how can I be kinder to myself to nurture some of that creativity and inspiration Mm. to come back yeah, without that reflection, I I don't think that would have been so possible.
1: No, I love that. I like that a lot. And that is why that, I think you're absolutely right, that reflection is so important. And it does, it all ties back. And I know it's something that we hear a lot, but I think the basics really of of being a bit kinder to ourselves and showing that self-compassion is the idea of treating ourselves like we would our best friend Mm -hmm. or or someone that we really care about. Um, And I know that has become almost a bit of the, the cliche, but I think when we truly start to practice that, it can be so, like, changing in, like, with that, what you were saying, and that reflection of when you're actually spending that time going through things, can we look at things a little bit more objectively and a little bit more, with a little bit more of that compassion that we would if, you know, a good friend was telling us that's what had happened for them. And, yeah, I know it's probably something we hear a lot, but I think it takes a lot of practice, and I don't think, like, definitely don't think I'm there with it yet, and I don't think probably there's anyone who's got that down to an absolute T? Mm-hmm. So a lot of this came from, and I'll, I'll if people do want to go and have a little look, I've been doing a lot of looking into this. Um, a lady called Dr. Kirsten, yes, Kirsten Neff, um, and she has done loads of research around this kind of idea of self-compassion and how, you know, we do work better and we do achieve our goals more when we come from that place of self-compassion. So I would definitely encourage people to have a little look. But she points out like three kind of key points of how we do this and how we kind of practice this self-compassion with ourselves. And I think the first point massively ties into what you just said there, Jess, about she just talks around this idea of like mindfulness, but by that she kind of means just like actually noticing like what's been going on, exactly as you said. So noticing, yeah, how you felt throughout your day, the highs, the lows, and rather just kind of pushing those down, actually acknowledging what's going on for you. And she uses this really great analogy of actually the friend idea again of actually if a friend doesn't tell you that they're struggling we can't show that kindness towards them. And so it's the same for ourselves. If we don't kind of acknowledge it in ourselves, then we can't show that kindness. And then the second part she talked around was this idea of acknowledging our kind of common humanity in this, so that actually we are, everyone around us is very likely to be being just as critical of themselves and just as harsh on themselves as we are. And then the third part is then then showing ourselves that kindness and support and looking after ourselves in ways that we would do for somebody else. And the research shows it doesn't kind of really matter how we do that in our day to day, how we look after ourselves. It's more about the intention that matters, that intent of saying that I am worthy enough to, to look after and kind of I'm valued enough to want to look after myself. And it's like when you're kind of supporting a friend, there's kind of that engaging part and that taking action part. So kind of noticing how you're feeling and what's going on for you, listening to yourself a little bit and then asking, almost asking yourself, what can I do to help at this point in time so I don't know I guess on that Jess if you've got things that that you make sure that you do that I guess this really brings us back to that first episode we did but that you make sure you do to look after yourself in the day-to-day.
0: Yeah so I think a big one is detaching your sense of self-worth from your work and I think this really started to come up for me particularly over the past year when I have been doing launches because that's something that I've never done before in my business but I think going through a launch it's quite an intense period and it takes a lot of mindset work alongside the practical elements I think as well so you know you can start to become quite fixated on the numbers in terms of you know how many signups have you got for this new launch and beating yourself up if you're not at a certain point by a certain point in time Um, and I found that was a point where I really started to kind of attach my sense of self-worth from how a launch went, and I would find myself being really disappointed if I like missed my target by two people. And instead of celebrating the fact that I had, you know, maybe got twenty eight people signed up to this launch, you know, I was beating myself self up about the fact that I hadn't got to thirty. And I think that's when it really started to recognise that within myself. So I've really been trying to take a step back realize that that was a bit of an issue for me and think about ways that I could approach that in the future so that I don't get so emotionally involved I suppose and and think about how a launch goes is reflective of my personal self-worth so that's been a big one also we've spoken about this earlier in the week but you know embracing the perks about working from home and working for yourself and really just focusing on doing some of those things that you wouldn't be able to do if you didn't have the freedom and the flexibility that you do so you know just making the most of it so whether that's like doing a mid-morning workout because that's the best time that works for you I've seen lots of people over lockdown enjoying like a lunchtime bath which I personally don't do but it sounds delightful (laughs)
1: love that
0: spending that bit of extra time like whipping up a nice like homemade lunch just taking that time for you throughout the day and I think that's a big one in terms of you know not just thinking that rest and time for you is reserved for evenings and weekends but also bringing it into your day Mm. so that you just enjoy it more and you know really do embrace those perks and can show yourself that bit of self-compassion and that bit of self-love throughout the day whenever you might need that little burst and also as we've spoken about you know celebrating your wins and Mm. I think just acknowledging those moments because when you work for yourself, you know, I've spoken about there's no one who's going to come along and pat you on the back for a job well done. So you do have to kind of create those opportunities for yourself. And it doesn't have to mean, you know, shouting about it from the rooftops. Mm. It could just be taking the afternoon off after you've had like a successful meeting or something's gone well or Mm. treating yourself to something nice that's been on your wish list for a, a while. I know some people create little kind of wish lists and if they do certain things or Mm. at certain points in the year maybe they'll give themselves like a little bonus and those things are just like nice little incentives I suppose when you don't have anyone else looking out for you you know doing those kind of things so it's just nice to have isn't it
1: yeah I definitely think that's it I think this whole idea of self compassion and looking after ourselves has so many different layers to it and you definitely touched on those so like even at the very very bottom there just even looking after your basic needs and I think for so many of us like even that it sounds obvious but even that goes kind of out the window like you said around actually spending some time cooking yourself something nice or allowing yourself that time out of your day or making sure you get the right amount of sleep and I guess it all comes back to the idea of like our own worth a little bit when we feel like you know if we don't feel like we're kind of worthy enough to give ourselves those basic things then actually how does that set us up for our day and absolutely like you said as well with rest but also those perks and yeah treating ourselves when we feel like you know we have the space to and carving out that little bit of time for ourselves again it, it comes into that priority doesn't it and if we're not prioritizing ourselves I guess as well just checking in with that narrative that we have of ourselves in our minds of actually really really kind of thinking through how we talk to ourselves and how we have that dialogue with ourselves in our minds. Are we kind of constantly on that critical override, which a lot of us might be and might be kind of naturally, but mm-hmm. how we find the time to step into that and, and just challenge it sometimes as well, I think. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. When you work for yourself, like you do have to be your own cheerleader a little bit and you do have to kind of share it about yourself
0: Yeah I think it feeds into that idea we spoke about earlier in the week in terms of like where you look for validation when it comes to you know a job well done but also it is nice to get other people recognizing what you've done and it is nice to Mm -hmm. share when you've done a job well done and you know share that with people and share your accomplishments but I think Mm -hmm. as we've said you know unless you can recognize that for yourself and give yourself a pat on the back then really you should be the most important person within all of this so you should be able to congratulate yourself on a job well done more than anything else I love that amazing well that brings us to the end of today's podcast and to the end of this week's special it has been so lovely to have you on Amy thank you so much for joining us and sharing all of your amazing wisdom with us
1: Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, definitely, I think I've picked up so much stuff from from your experiences as well, Jess. Um, So it's definitely been helpful for me. So yes, I thank you for letting me be involved.
0: You're so welcome. It's been a pleasure to have a co-host this week. And I'm going to miss doing daily episodes. (laughs) Now we're going to go back to... weekly but I'm sure this isn't going to be the last time people hear from you I'm sure you'll be on again in the future so for sure so yeah thank you so much for listening to today's episode if you haven't tuned in to the rest of this week's special to mark mental health awareness week definitely do because we cover a whole range of useful topics to help you prioritize your well-being whilst running a business so yeah thank you for tuning in and I will see you again next time bye bye if you enjoy this podcast, please do subscribe so you keep up to date with all of the future episodes. And if you could possibly leave a review, it would really help us in this early stage of launching the podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you back here next Monday.